Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Hey, Secrets of Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, seriously, like a real-life cheat code, and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Merit Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So feel free. We are always on subject because I operate at a level of awareness that will always keep us there. Yes, sir. So if you ask a question that you think are off subject, they will be on subject, I assure you. Go ahead. So why is it? I can't hear you without a mic, though. I can't hear you without a mic. I can't hear anybody without a microphone. There you go. So why, why, okay, why would it be BC before Christ and then BC common error? Like, why is common error and then Christ? Like, why would it be? This is just a matter of preference. This is before common error or before Christ. If you believe in Christ, you're gonna obviously say before Christ. If you don't believe in Christ, you're gonna say before common error. Here is the mathematical truth. Can everybody hear me? Can everybody hear me online? The mathematical truth is 32% of the world is Christian. I know in your Christian churches, the whole world is Christian Except for sinners, right? The sinners that you say are sinners. But that's not the truth. If you made a 32 on your final exam, you failed. I need you to get it. This world is not a Christian world. There are more Muslims than there are Christians in this world. It's a mathematical, proven fact. So if you take the Christians to include Catholics, if Catholics are Christians, that is another fact. Okay, everybody was Catholic until 1521, roughly around that time. Okay, so if you take the full world, 60 to 65 percent of the world is believes in a theos, some some god. Not all 65 percent of that practices it regularly. This world is not as religious as you think or you would be, you've been behooved to think it's been. Your culture, your ideology, your belief is in your circle. You just happen to only live in a world to where your circle is every part of your world. Therefore, Christ is king and Lord 100% to you because everybody you associate with, that is what it is. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just telling you the math. But I'm not telling you you're wrong. Believe what you desire to believe. Just know that only 31, excuse me, 31%, not 32, 31%. It's like 33% or 34% Muslim, 31% Christian. That's a fact. And Islam started 600, 600 years after Christianity. Yeah. Now, they both trace their roots back to Abraham, Islam being Ishmael, Christianity being Isaac. But it wasn't until the prophet Muhammad uh, received words directly from God's mouth through an angel in a cave that Islam was born. So it so Muhammad is to Moses in Christianity. 
Okay, if you like, you remember when you taking your what you call them, standardized tests. Your state standardized tests. If this is to that, then this is also to that. Okay. So Moses is to Muhammad, not Christ. Okay. Christ, watch this here. Here's the kicker. Christ in Christianity is to Christ in Islam. So you didn't know that. Your Jesus Christ, since all of you are Christians, is highly respected and revered in the Quran and he's the Messiah which is king which is the one who will end all of the world's suffering that is a, a biblical fact and a, a Quran fact I don't know how to make Quran match to right but you understand what well, they call it sutra, right? But anyway, the point is, it's not scripture, it's sutra. But the point here is, Jesus Christ is highly revered and respected in the Quran. They actually call us the Quran, being they Muslim, Islam, being they brothers of the book, because they're their their version of what you call your Bible. Their Quran says that that we are brothers of the book. Yes. I can hear without the mic. And use the mic. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> so, what's the big hubbub? Like, what's the big difference between the Bible and the Quran if they pretty much, if we're brothers in the Bible, <coughs> we're brothers in the book? Okay. So now I've figured out. Okay. If you want to answer, you're more than welcome. Okay. He, he, he's a preacher. So we're going to let the preacher answer. Go ahead, sir. Um, I mean, you're, I know you're pretty. Go like deeper. No, but no, 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 sir, uh, no, but, sir. But the difference in gist is that Jesus is our Lord, and in the Quran, Jesus is the High Messiah, the Prophet. We revere, we have Jesus as God's Son that sent out to save us. They have Jesus as God's Son that sent down to save them through the Prophet, as a Prophet. Almost. Okay, so. You're 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 right. No, no, clap for him, clap for him, clap for him, clap for him. I only cut you off because I didn't want you to offend our Muslim brothers and sisters. Okay, so good job. Let me let me. So since 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 I used to be a preacher, I, I still am one. We all know that, right? Okay, but but since 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 I see now I know how. This, remember I told you, the fastest, quickest, most harmonious way, all you guys' questions will come. Well, I have specified knowledge in this category. My degrees are in what we are talking about. So these are not general answers I'm about to give. This is specified knowledge which will continue. There you go. You can see it? Can you see it? Alright. So if you if you, he's laughing. Because if you don't know, I just totally took all this into chapter five. Yes. I think you're growing rich. <laughs> you got it? So I told you, I didn't know this was gonna happen, but I told you when you operate a high level of awareness, you can never go wrong. Because there is no right or wrong. I told you that. There's just information. We're already in the right, period. And so I knew this was gonna somehow tie in. So here's the specified knowledge you need to have. 
It's not that Jesus Christ, how did you say it? I said Islam. David's the prophet. Use the mind. Okay, he's, see, he's not the prophet. He is a wonderfully revered prophet. But the, if you're going to use a definite article, the, that would be Muhammad, okay? <coughs> Excuse my little cough. So that would be, if you're going to use the, that would be Muhammad. Because he is Moses. What is Moses? See, in Christianity, you, you love Jesus. But if you were a Jew, it would be Moses. Because Moses heard directly from God and told you what he said. So did Muhammad. You understand what I'm saying? Directly from God and told you what he said. Does that make sense? Now, Jesus is the Messiah in both books. And by books, I want to be very respectable by saying that because the Christian Bible is a collection of writings by over 40 different authors, thus making it a bit more than a book when you think of it that way. I haven't put any faith in there. I'm just like, when you think of it that way, it's a collection of writings over thousands of years by 40 different authors. Okay? So, it, the more respectable word would be say a canon. The Quran is also a canon. Canon means standard. Okay? So let's stop the word book to standard so we can be respectable to both religions. Okay? Now, so there's a standard and Jesus Christ and the Messiah, which is king, or the Christ who would defeat the Antichrist in both canons. Does this make sense? <coughs> okay. So, it's not that he's through anything. Through Christ in both canons, you, the world will be saved. Now, in the Quran, there will, Jesus will defeat the Antichrist, get mortally wounded, march, or I won't say march, find his way to the temple, uh, the, like, Mecca, which, okay, the temple, and, uh, and then die. And his death will usher in a thousand years of peace. That millennial will happen and then the world will end. Okay? Now, before you think that's wacky and cuckoo, there's three different ways to look at eschatology, that's what you call it, study of end times in Christianity. And one of those is called the millennial reign, in which we think that there will be a thousand years of peace ushered in as well. Okay, does that make sense? So you see how both books are saying the same thing. There's two other different views, all millennial, premillennial. But the point is, what is being said in the Quran is also what is being said in the Christian Bible. By Christian Bible, I mean Old Testament, New Testament. If I want to say Old Testament only, I say Hebrew Bible, okay? Because it's not an Old Testament. It's disrespectful to Jews. Hebrew Bible is the, what you would call the Old Testament because the Messiah has not come yet. Okay, so dancing all that political rhetoric, political holy rhetoric in both religions, they're both wonderful. He's right, now he has minor details wrong, but he's right by saying, we say this, they say this. Here is the, here is the blessing and the problem. The blessing and the problem, same thing, is God has, in your belief, well, God, if you believe in a God or whatever, this, this, this is a narrative. 
The problem is everyone is telling God's narrative differently. That's why you were right. Yeah. So you got the heart of it right. Everyone is, even suicide bombers, notice I did not make suicide bombers Muslim. I said suicide bombers. I understand that uh, a lot, most, or even all, depending on how you would decide the political fence you found, are Muslim. But to say that Muslims are terrorists is to say that the KKK is Christian. It's fair. No, no. That's absolutely fair. Muslims are the KKK of Islam. Do you get your... Do you want to be compared to the KKK? All right. You understand? So it's unfair when we compare Muslims to terrorists. Go ahead. So is that a difference between Muslim and Islam? No, no. That's like saying... That's like saying that's like saying Christian and Christianity. <coughs> Actually, let me give you a better example. That's like saying Baptist and Christianity. Ah, okay. You get it? Or eh, Catholic and Christianity. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Islam, Muslim, same thing. There are different sects of uh, Islam, just like the different uh, denominations. Denominations and Christianity. Does that make sense? Okay, good, good. So, all of that is specified knowledge, in which I have multiple books written on this subject and many other subjects, okay? The reason why I was able to answer your question and the difficulty therein is because I have specified knowledge in it. I am a master by world, not like American, like the whole world, I am what you would call a scholar. Therefore, I am a master in my field. You don't master, watch it, in general knowledge. <laughs> okay. The way I just explained to you that information, I cannot explain to you how a comet works. If I was an astrophysicist, I would have just masterfully explain to you the difference between a comet and an asteroid the way I just explained to you how Christ and Moses Christ and Muhammad are different and the two religions so the reason why I can get massive income in my field is because I specify in something many people want to know so, let's introduce to you this new concept. It's not a new concept, but let's introduce to you this concept. This concept, <coughs> I want to call to you deep and narrow. Okay? Deep and narrow. Not deep and wide. Um, help me out, Tempest. What's my man's name? Who wrote one of the greatest books on church ever? Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley. Okay. Andy Stanley wrote a book called Deep and Wide, How to Create Church for Unchurched People. Okay? It's like, as far as I'm concerned, it's the Bible. Use that as an adjective. So you use the lowercase b if you take notes of creating churches for unchurched people. However, it is not deep and wide you need to do. 
If you want to be rich, you need to go deep and narrow. Oh, you're going to write this down? Deep and narrow is the difference between being a millionaire and whatever it is you're making today. Why? Because you don't want to know a lot about a lot. You want to know a lot about a little. And then know a little about a lot so you can run different departments. I got you. I'll repeat it. You don't want to know a lot about a lot. You want to know a lot about a little. You want to know a lot about a little. You want to know a lot about a little. And then know a little about a lot. So you can run everything. You got a head out now? Yeah. Okay. All right. No problem. Everybody understand? Okay. You want to know a lot about a little. What does that mean? Somebody explain to me what somebody explain to me what that means. Use the mic. To know a lot about a little would be like you. Like you know you know a lot about yeah, science. And you know a lot about theology. So yep. you know a lot about a little. But you know a little about a lot to be able to run every company you have That's from right. your own if need be. That's absolutely correct. I know tons of information about science. It, the same way, like, I almost, I almost went to the University of Houston. I was going, I just stopped, but well, I just stopped the enrollment process. But I was going, Tempest, help me out. <coughs> Which one was I going to mathematics for? I, I don't remember. Do you, you, you remember? Oh, she's looking it up. I, I don't remember. I was going to get my, I was going to get my master's in mathematics, although I already have a master's, okay? I, I just can't remember. Okay, I, I remember. I was going to get my, I had, I had these two little plans and I couldn't decide. I was going to go to Rice University, since we're here in the Houston area, because I've got the grades, I've got the reputation, blah, blah, blah. I was going to go to Rice University for my doctorate in religious studies in Jewish culture. Or I was going to go get my master's in mathematics or my master's in science. No, it wasn't science. Physics. 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 But when I've talked to them, say they said, since I had my, since I have a liberal arts degree, I had to go back and get my bachelor's in physics. But I could have went on and get my master's in mathematics and put all the math classes I had. And that kind of discouraged me, because it's not that I wanted to know math, although I love math, it was I wanted to be a quantum physicist. That's what I really wanted to do. And I wanted to be a quantum physicist in theoretical physics. That's just what I was trying to do. 
more than me trying to do the, the nerdy stuff I already do. So if you think I'm a nerd, I was getting ready to be a super nerd. Super nerd. Or you were a super Saiyan nerd. Okay, this just happened. This was, this was last year. But I changed it because going to school was going to uh, kill my finances because school is the rules after me, ask me after this. I will, I will put it on this recording. I don't want like billions of people. He says it in there? Oh, if he says it in there, I'm gonna say it again, okay. So school is a trap. School doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. In fact, let's talk about it. School makes no, I guess some faces crazy. School is absolutely the same. Huh? You're breaking up. I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up. I want the world to understand. <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> okay. How about now? Am I am I in the moment? Am I in the now on the internet? Kind of, sort of. No, no internet. What about now? Clear eyes. Clear eyes. Can you hear me a little better? I move towards the Wi-Fi strip. Can thou hear with me? No? Okay, still can't hear me. That's okay. That's okay. Excuse us thou on the internet. That's how old people say it with plural internets. Wait a moment, I'm killing some of these. I have 50,000 tabs open. Tempest fault. I am deleting these tabs. Can you hear me now? Am I clear over the internet? No? Clear? No clear. Alright. <coughs> Alright, hold on, hold on. Let's 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 get our internet brothers and sisters together in the name of internet, in the name of buffering. O oh, gods of buffering, will thou let my internet brothers and sisters hear me in Wi-Fi's name? Amen. Hey, can I be heard? Too important of a conversation not to be heard. Can you hear me? Hear me now. Can I be heard? Tempest? Shannon? Can you hear me? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No one can hear me out there. No. All right. So we're going to have to edit this recording. Or maybe I'll keep it in so they can know we were live. Sound like a print phone call. Whoa, 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 whoa. Watch your mouth about Sprint, okay? That's the only thing I Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna disconnect you. You guys stay on. I was eight years old, and I wrote my first ad copy to sell information products nationally through magazines back in 1982. I looked at all of my entrepreneurial skills initially and important. Now, all these things were playing. That would explain why. All right, let's see. I smell it. <sighs>
Alright, here we go. Let's see. Let's see now. Let's see now. Can I be can I be heard? Can you hear me now? Is there anybody out in the world? I got a thumbs up from the preacher. Can I be heard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some smiles from Shannon. Yeah, kind of. Can I? Can you hear me? Somebody say something. Sure. All right, there we go. I can be heard now. I had 29 tabs open. All right, there we go. That's the. If you don't know what that means, that's the Baptist preacher clothes. That's all right. All right. So specialized knowledge is what's going to make you rich. Let's bring out some stuff from the book. I forgot where I was going, so we'll go ahead. There you go. So we were talking about school. <coughs> okay. Oh, school, yes. Let's kill school for a second. And, uh, okay. and it says, clear as day, the faculties of the great universities possess in the aggregate uh, practically every form of general knowledge known to civilization. They specialize in teaching knowledge, but they do not specialize in the organization or, uh, or the use of knowledge. Okay. So, I took that as they will teach you, but they can't help you apply it. Okay, that's one way, that's for sure. I could I could accept that. They teach you, but they can't help you apply it. What else? Somebody break this down for me. What page were you on? Oh, it's page one. Page one, first paragraph. In today's age, it can be hard to find the time to sit down and learn more. It's not easy when the likes of social media can be so addictive and time consuming, so you may think you don't have time to read a book or to develop yourself. There is an app we highly recommend. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of non-fiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to. We like Blinkist because it gives us jam-packed information in very little time. And as busy entrepreneurs, we're always on the go, always in and out of meetings, always traveling, and it's great to learn great information in between those dead times. I highly recommend one of our favorite books called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It will change your life. Right now, for a very limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for this audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash secret to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash secret to start your free seven-day trial. Don't forget, Blinkist.com slash secret. One, two, three. Page one of the chapter. Yeah, I'm sorry. Page chapter five. What does that mean? What does that mean? 
That's fair. Biography. That's fair. Uh, or That's fair. I mean, biology. I mean, everything that they taught you in school to graduate. That's fair. All the way up to a bachelor's as well. Bachelor's is general knowledge oh. until you get, you only need 18 hours of specified knowledge to have a bachelor's. Okay, so if you get a bachelor's in, a, in, in the world, you get a, tons of general knowledge. You call them basics. Okay. And then you specify. 18 hours in a concentration, and that is what your degree gets tagged as. So you have a bachelor's of science in teaching. You get it? You general knowledge in science, but you emphasize your last 18 hours in teaching. Yeah, that, that actually wouldn't be teaching. I, I, I use a bad example. Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you get all this general, but then you get these 18 hours in. Bachelor's of Arts in Music. So you get all this bachelor stuff, this general knowledge, and 18 hours are specified in the art of music. Make sense? Now, how can one learn math and have specified knowledge? Because you said math is general knowledge, you're right. But how can math become specialized knowledge? When you concentrate completely on math, so once you finish your general knowledge, you say, hey, I want to know more about this particular subject, so I want to do everything, and I want to take every class in regards to this particular subject. Okay, so it can't be math, because math is general. So you're right, but you're not specified right. So if I want to... Um, have specified knowledge in algebra or specified knowledge in physics or special is astronomy kind of astronomy would fall under science. Oh. You would do some math in astronomy though for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. So that would be specifying in a math. Okay. So you could get a specified knowledge in what is general by going deeper in that mathematics. Whether it be theoretical mathematics, you understand. So you understand. Specif so let's say you are a counselor. How would one get specified knowledge in counseling? Okay, so you become a children's counselor. And you get all that knowledge in children. That's no different than doctors. A pediatrician is a doctor who has generalized knowledge of medicine and anything that is doctoral as far as medicine goes, but they specialize in children, children's growth, children's hormones, children's illnesses, children's side effects, children, you understand, children's birth. A gynecologist that's no longer a regular doctor, that is a doctor in women's parts. That makes sense. Right? So you can take anything general and specify at it. Computer programming, general. How would one make computer programming specified knowledge? Software development? That's general. Oh. What kind of software? 
Okay, now you're getting, gaming's still general, but you're getting more specific in your gaming. No, no. If you say gaming, you can now say it's specific. There's just different categories. First person gaming. But, but you understand, it, it could be games like solitaire, games like virtual gaming, completely different. 3D gaming. If you specialize in 3D, expect to be rich. If you just know gaming, expect to be a dude eating noodles, creating games for your friends to play with leftover pizza and cans of Coca-Cola and Mountain Dew. Oh, and Red Bull and Monster. There you go, right? Does that make sense? But if you specify, expect to be rich. Why is Mark Zuckerberg rich? Who is Mark Zuckerberg? Owner of Facebook. Okay. A very, you know what, Mark? Okay, everybody doesn't know you, buddy. Two billion people use your services a day. And everybody doesn't know you, buddy, right here in this class. I have it, I just didn't know. Okay, alright, so you use his services. He specified in what knowledge? There you go, social media. You, do, you guys do remember social media was whack. My, okay, but, but what was the first social media? Napster. Oh, it Fair enough. If you want to say Yahoo Message, that would be social media. I, I can I can deal with that one. <coughs> Napster was a real social media. It allowed you to get files off another person's computer and build relationships. That's that's Napster. They won't. That's Napster. That's social media. Now he the record companies came after him, but that's social media. You understand? Special knowledge, knowledge. Okay. If you want to be rich, you have specified knowledge. If you are a secretary, okay, that's general knowledge. Tempest, give me a way that a secretary can specify in administration. I guess working in a certain industry. Okay. For instance. Churches or okay. medical field okay. or stuff like that. There you go. Right? So a medical secretary, oil, church, financial, legal. You get it? And now they know things that are relevant to lawyers or whatever you understand, whatever that field is. If you want to be poor, middle class, have general knowledge. If you want to be an employee, have general knowledge. If you want to be rich, be a secretary that specializes. So Donald Trump has a 26-year-old executive assistant. Somebody Google her. Did anybody know this information? Ah, interesting. Career Republican. Nice young lady. Not that, not that I'm trying to bring in politics, but this is this is this is 
this is pretty cool. So here we have it. Donald Trump, just Google Donald Trump's executive assistant. <coughs> now, while she's Googling that, what do you guys think she specified in? Leave the negative out. Politics. Politics. But of course. That, alcohol. Okay, alcohol. Okay. Okay, well, that's, let's leave the negative out of it. Okay, let's. She may not need a drink. She loves her job, okay? <laughs> Even I need a Yes, yes, say her name, please. Say her name in the microphone, please. Madeline Westerhoff. There you go. Yeah, this lady, seriously, she's 26 years old. She's a 26-year-old executive assistant for the president. That specified knowledge. It does say career Republican. She, well, how would she not be a career Republican? She's, a, she's an executive assistant for a Republican president. That makes sense. I, I respect that. That's that's. I mean, why would she be a Democratic yeah. career Democrat? That's that, that that doesn't serve either party, her or him. She graduated with a degree in political science. Okay, see it. She's a secretary who's now an administrative professional, which same thing. Who is now an executive assistant? Who has a degree in political science? So Google, just keep her name in Google search and Google her net worth. Just, just type in net worth after it, and I promise you, Google will bless you. Because Google specializes in algorithm. Google has the strongest, fastest, quickest, greatest algorithm ever known to mankind. That's why Google is Google. You had a question, buddy? Mm -hmm. Okay. Go, go get your lunch. She makes $95,000 a year. Executive assistant making $95,000 a year. Does that sound like specified knowledge? Yeah. Yeah. It, and it says for most of the age, that's a hefty paycheck. The average worker between the ages of 25 Talk and louder, please. Oh, it says for most employees are age. That's a hefty paycheck. The average worker between the ages of 25 and 34 makes $50,232 a year. Specified knowledge. So when, when Donald Trump leaves the White House in three years or seven years, I, I, I'm you know, not bringing in politics. What do you mean? What, what, yeah, okay, we've got some, all right. But we've got, whether it be one term or two, how much you think the next person is going to pay her? Do you know how much her best? She won't just be an executive assistant for Donald Trump. When he leaves, she will be a presidential executive assistant who not only specifies in political science, but the secrets and the sensitive nature of presidents. <laughs> who watches Scandal? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What, what, oh, she's going to be Olivia Pope. Does this make sense? She's going to know how to handle scandal. She's going to know how to hold secrets, build relationships, and people are going to pay her handsomely because of her specified knowledge in not only keeping her mouth shut, but the sensitivity of her, of, of her job's nature. Does that make sense? And guess what? 
When she'll be, a, she's gonna be, a, if, she, if she has an advisor like me, I hope she does. She'll be a, as soon as, and I'll hold on and wait to it. Soon as Trump leaves and write his memoirs, she needs to write hers. That's going to be a best-selling 4 million, 6 million copy book that will push her into multi-100 millionaire status immediately and then guarantee that her next book People are paying her $250, or $250 million just to write her next book. She'll be in her mid-30s when this happens. Then take that and go into for, um, you know, broadcasting or something. Does this make sense? That's specified knowledge. <coughs> you can't be in your living room talking about politics that don't have a political science degree and expect to be rich in politics. All you are is the irritating uncle that we don't want to spend Thanksgiving with. That make sense? Give me some more stuff. Specified knowledge. Okay, so I have a question. Go ahead. So on page 80. Page 80. The all caps. All caps. It says, uh, this missing link in all systems of education known to civilization today may be found in the failure of educational institutions to teach their students how to organize and use knowledge after they acquire it. So my question is, how do you organize and use knowledge after you acquire it? All right, before I answer that question, I want to ask you all, has your current educational background, whatever that may be, ever taught you how to organize and use knowledge. Okay, I got one no over there. I have general knowledge, so no. Are you rich? No. Yes and no. Yeah, because you got general knowledge. Who in here knows anyone that has general knowledge that is rich? Please, point out this person. Point out this unicorn. Someone among you. Go ahead, raise your hand. I'm going to tell you that six figures is not rich. Go ahead. You, you, you're not getting rich off general knowledge. Why are you not getting rich off general knowledge before I answer your question? Everybody listen to the hurt I'm about to hurt you with. Just did this to you today. So you are already ready for it. You are currently being paid what you deserve to be paid by value. Not a penny more, not a penny less. Whatever your financial status is, that's how much value you bring to that person or organization. Period. That will never change. That stings. Your income will only reflect your value that you bring. So if you're a nice person, but you're broke, you stop adding value. So they stop giving you more money or you're stopping them from making more money. 
because you stop giving value. General knowledge leads little value. My kids have general knowledge. And some of you are being paid like kids. How does one get specialized, or excuse me, how does one get organized knowledge? I'll let you guys talk that out. That's our question. We can't hear you. Ain't nobody, no, 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 you don't exist. Oh, you got a microphone. Hey, I didn't know you was here today. How to, how do you organize and use knowledge after you acquire it? Break it down. How do you organize knowledge? How do you use knowledge after you acquire it? That's three parts. Let's bring out part number one. How does one organize knowledge? Go. Anybody talk about it? In fact, don't talk about it. Let's get somebody from online real quick. How does one organize knowledge? Awkward silence ensues. Awkward silence ensues. Um, in my opinion, as far as just schooling is concerned, you kind of let academia do it for you. Um, you go through a bachelor's degree and then you decide what you want to do and then you go get a master's degree. That's more specialized knowledge. It's general, but it's more than what you had with a bachelor's. Then you go and you get a doctorate and that's more than you had with a master's. And then you dive into a career that's specified and that specifies all of the knowledge that you required. There was an organization to that knowledge that you gained. That's what I'm thinking, but I'm not sure if that's correct. Okay, so... Absolutely. Actually, <clears throat> so she was she was both correct and there was a caveat there as well. But and she kind of she kind of uh, took away the power of a master's. But she understands that master's is specialized knowledge. She's right because bachelor's that's all general knowledge. When you get a master's, you're only doing your field of specialized knowledge. When you get a doctorate. Check this out. A doctorate is a doctor's in philosophy. That ain't real stuff you're doing. It is theoretical specialized knowledge in whatever you study. You're no longer studying general stuff. It is so specified, it's theoretical. That's what a doctorate is. Doctors in philosophy. You literally cover abstract things when you get a PhD. You study the concept of things and what would happen such a concept exists. You ever seen Dr. House? I like House. Okay, you like House? I don't know what's going on. But he got these concepts in his head. And he's eliminating because he has that doctorate, a PhD in medicine. He understands this sickness is developing me or manifesting for me lots of concepts. Which concept do I need to attack? Make sense? So she's absolutely right. <clears throat> what she didn't mention, which I know she knows, is school is a trap. Why are you getting all that specified knowledge in your masters and your doctorates? 
You can't forget about your bachelor's. They trapped you in debt. No one with specified knowledge would ever amass that amount of debt. Why would I need to? The mere fact that I have specified knowledge keeps me debt free. Write this down. You want to be so good that you're irreplaceable. That's in your relationships. That's in your professional relationships. That's even in your parental relationships. If you cook a sweet potato pie, it ought to be so good. Your recipe is irreplaceable. Specified knowledge will keep you irreplaceable. Tony Robbins says it the best way that I've ever heard anybody say it. You think you got 20 years experience. You don't. You have one year experience repeated for 20 years. I've never heard anybody say it any better than that. You don't have 20 years experience. The reason why you keep getting passed for a promotion and you're low paid at 20 years on the job. How many of you know right now that your parents is retired or going to retire and they're not retiring to their worth? Be honest. Every baby boomer you know, about 96% of them fall in this category. I had two hands. Okay, three hands. That's because they didn't have 35 years of experience. They had one year of general knowledge, four years of general knowledge, repeated for 35 years, and they were paid accordingly. Receive that. You, okay. <clears throat> All right, I, I don't think I hit you hard enough when I said it the first time. I want you to think about your dollar amount. Think about what you make. You are only being paid what your value is. And you're going to receive that today. You're only being paid what your value is. Your, how you're being treated in relationships is only according to your value. Not a penny more, not a penny less. You make $65,000 a year. Your position has a value of that, you'll never get paid more. That hurt, don't it? Because it forces you to do introspection. It forces you to say that I'm valuable, but I don't give value. It forces you to do that. It forces you to struggle with the fact that you are valuable, but you don't offer much value. Think about what you make. That's what they say you value that. And they won't pay. How many of you, if you don't believe me, everybody go to work tomorrow and ask for a pay raise. <laughs> you see it? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. They will find someone younger than you who would take less than you. Anybody know I'm talking about the real world? Now who wants to be treated like that? Exactly. So, 
How do you organize knowledge? Uh, <coughs> our counselor was right. The school does it for you. But has the school system ever made any of you rich? No. So are they organizing knowledge or are they organizing you into employment? And if you are employed, you are in poverty. Tony, does the school organize us into employment or does our views of what society tells us to do with the knowledge trap us in employment? Because my professors and people that I encounter in academia, none of them encourage me to go work for any system. They all encourage, you know, go out there and find something to apply this to to make you some money. None of them forced me into education or what made me go be a teacher was my family telling me you need to go do something to make some money right now. It wasn't really the school. Now the debt part I get, but as far as them encouraging you to go and be somebody's employee, I didn't get that from either one of my masters. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's a great question too. That's the best question we had so far. I tend to be nice towards people. I don't, I, I wouldn't dare tell you that people, um, her teachers told her, go be poor. Now I will tell you, your friends, I, I, am, I am harder on your friends than I will ever be on general people. I, I contradict myself in that manner. Because if you don't like your life, I know for sure your friends let you not like your life. And I'm never going to let you make it on that one. Ever. I know that your group of circle, your, your, your circle of friends, your, your group of friends allowed you not to like your life and allowed you to be overweight or whatever it is that you don't like. And so I'm never going to let you take a pass on that one. <clears throat> but I believe in the good of people. And so she's right. Oh, yeah. Nobody said, hey, you, go out there and be poor and get a job and conform. But the system, that's exactly what the system says. People would, people would tell you to do great things, but then tell you, but have a backup plan because the system taught you that. You know what the, you know what the system taught you? Diversify. How many of you are diversify? That's the stupidest advice on planet Earth when it comes to finances. Rich people don't diversify. I don't diversify. Now, how many of you did I just just shock by saying don't diversify? Because like, you know me, I'm always saying shocking things, right? Yeah. You put your eggs in one basket and you ride it out. You invest in Facebook when it first started. You invest in Twitter. It's not diversifying. This is a big chunk of money, Mr. Apple. Does that make sense? All right. So I'm on the side with, with her, even though she didn't say it, but her energy seemed to be saying that the system said it. And she's right. I completely agree. The system, the system is designed for you to be an employee. Now, what system is she talking about? I'm talking about from kindergarten until you leave, the system has taught you <coughs> to go back into the system and work for it. It has taught you not to be a specialist, but 
to be general. Go ahead. I don't know if I have a question or comment that the system is the professors, the teachers, the university, but they're tied up in the system too. Yeah, that's see, I'm nice on the people, but the system has influenced their thinking. How can you? It's a wonderful story of of this this, this little fish, young fish. He's swimming, or whatever fish calls swimming, and he's doing it. And he goes to this big fish and says, "Hey, have you heard what they're gonna do to the water? They're gonna poison the water." And the big fish says, what's water? You could be in something your whole life and never realize it's there. The system has been there your whole life. It's in your church. It's in everything. It's, in, it's, in, it's permeated in every aspect. And you got married in it. You, you, you hear things like marriage is from God. But godly folks are the most divorced folk on planet Earth. It's my class. I, I get to keep it real, right? You understand? But it's, it's just a scientific fact. The voice rate is like 50, 60%. Christians are the most sexually oppressed people on planet Earth. Period. This is true. we so afraid to even talk about it that we do crazy things when we do it. And we get pregnant way too early. Or get people because of our system that we love so much. You know, you're in the system. So, yeah, the people are nice. They don't know they're in the system. But that's not to say that they're going out there and saying, hey, go out there and be the, your minimal self. That's not what they're doing. They're giving you the best they have with what they have. Right? One more thing I say to do the best they can with what they have, right? That's it. How do you organize knowledge? Still ain't answer that question. Can anybody answer for me how do you organize knowledge? With writing out goals. Okay, so now you're drawing from the book. Smart lady. Why is writing out goal, goals part of or a form of organizing knowledge? Because you're using the knowledge that you possess to create those goals. Okay, I like the word create. Let's keep going. Because you're creating <coughs> goals is something from what you want. Okay, I like want and I like create. Let's keep going. Is that you have a target to reach. Okay. So you're not like all over the place. Okay. So I like uh, create what you want, target. You were finna say something. You got a plan. And a plan. Plan is very, probably the most, uh, plan and create are the two most important things that I heard. Now, plan, create what you want and a target. They're all equally important. Design. Okay. So that would be go into what you want. Okay, so now you're getting closer to how you organize knowledge. So take, plan, create, target, and what did you say? I'm sorry. Um, it was powerful. You. 
Plan. What did you say? What do you want? Goals. Goals. Okay. Write it down is what she said. That's what it was. Go ahead. So you create a plan of the things that you want and you write down the target you want to reach. Okay. That is absolutely accurate. One thing's missing. What's missing from that? You create a plan for what you want and write down the target you want to reach. Something's missing. Belief. Okay, belief is missing. That's fair. There's something. Uh, so, the, so let's add belief in there because that belief should have been in there. You got to believe that you can do that. Something's missing. You utilize the knowledge that you know to create <coughs> the plan. That's good. Talk it out as a group. Something's missing. What What did you say? There's like five elements there. What did you say? Say it again. Something's missing. It's very important. You move. Okay, moving. That's that's good. Find opportunity. Opportunity. That's good. But say say what you said again. You tie them all together. That's you all. Create. Create. A plan. That's one element. Of the things that you want. Plan is two elements. Things that you want is third element. Uh, of a target you want to hit. That's fine. That's yeah. fourth element. What's missing? Drive. Let's go with. I don't want to give it to you. I want you to connect the dots. What's missing? You create a plan, a burning desire that you want to hit of a target. What's missing there? <coughs> According to Think and Grow Rich. Imagination. Okay, <coughs> that's there. The plan, belief. Yeah. Something's missing. It's the most important. Oh, it's one of the. It's the final piece of this element. Which is Say it again. Thought. That's the plan. Something's missing. Somebody read for me. Well, I don't want to do that. Something's missing. Happiness. Something more. The reason you can't, it's not, that, it's not that you don't have it. It's just that you haven't been taught this. And you've been taught this. And when you hear the answer, everybody's going to go, oh, man. But it's, it's, this is how deeply rooted this System of poverty is inside of you. The it is something's missing. What's missing? There you go. We got we got wonderful people and degrees in this room. What's missing? Educate. Uh, education is good. Don't have to be collegiate, but education is good. <coughs> What's missing? Specified. Now, say it again. Say, say it all line. Knowledge. Not knowledge. It's specified. Right? Specified knowledge. Not knowledge. There's, you have to specify something. Specify your goals. Specify what you want. Your target. Specify. Dang it. <laughs> you have to have a specified blank. Number. Desire. No. No, no, no. 
it, it has something to do with number. She's got date. date time. I told you, everybody's like, oh, man. Okay, yeah, crap. Man, I knew the time, right? So everybody, you got it, right? That was powerful. That was powerful. You guys have been intellectually wanting things and never putting a time on it, and that's why you don't receive it. Okay? So the question is now fully answered. You all piece it together. How do you organize knowledge? Got doggone rights. He taught you. The six things, the definite purpose, the burden desire, what I call a think and grow wealth statement. The formula. The formula. He organized the knowledge for you. That's how you organize knowledge. No, no. Don't sleep on this because it was there. You wrote it down. You're supposed to be reading it out every night, every morning. And when I asked you the question of how you organize knowledge, you didn't have it. Here's what that means. It means you intellectually understand it, but it's not in your awareness. And in this life, you don't get your intellect. You get your awareness. I receive that. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. There it is. So read those. What? Wait, 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 you don't have to read them completely, but specified time. Did you get it? Fixing your mind. Okay, go ahead and read it. Fixing your mind. Wait, read it until he says time. And see how quickly he says time. <coughs> go ahead, anybody. Number three, establish a definite date when you intend to possess the money you desire. All right. How are you going to organize something with no date? If you organize a wedding, wouldn't you put a date on it? Yeah, better. Does that make sense? Or, or you leaving him. <laughs> hey, you're not going to play me. I'm not going to be one of them. You keep around 20 years and we, we co-married or commonwealth or whatever. Common married, whatever it's called. Common law married. I need a ring. You going to, you understand. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. You going to make this official. If you don't put a date on it, I'm going to leave you. Does it make sense? Now, why would you put a date on your marriage but not a date on your dreams? This is why so many people are married with no dreams or married in a nightmare. But you're real quick to put a date on a nightmare. But you never put a date on your dreams. You get so frustrated. You say, man, I know when I go to work tomorrow, they're going to give me hell. That's a date on your hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you haven't put a date on your prosperity. All right. All right. That's how you organize knowledge. Does that make sense? So you, ha you had it right. You just left out the pieces. And the only reason you left out the pieces is because you ain't taught this here. I know people who I train in finances who have MBAs. I know lawyers who call me to ask me for money. 
I'm not lying. You got into law to make money. And you chose the path that makes no money. That's crazy. You went in debt to be broke? That's crazy. Makes no sense. All right, what was the second part of that? That was how to organize. What, what, let, let's, let, let's do it this way. <coughs> and it's specified knowledge. How do you organize knowledge? The six steps. Now, say it to me in layman's terms like y'all was. You create. The six steps is correct. Actually, don't even. Okay, go ahead. Actually, don't, don't, don't even worry about it. Let's just stick with the six steps. Because I, I want you to get. You create a definite target. Because you were saying the six steps intellectually. But you don't get your intellect. You get your awareness. And that's the truth. There's a lot of smart broke people. There's a lot of smart unhappy people. Does that make sense? Follow those six steps. That is how you organize knowledge. When you get a new job, organize your knowledge around those six steps. Make sense? All right, what was the second part of that? Organize and use knowledge after. No, that was the third. That was the third part. Use knowledge after. Oh, did I say use knowledge? Okay, so so use knowledge is the second part. Because mm -hmm. what did it say after was what? Acquire. Okay, those are two different things. You, how many people y'all know out there ask questions and don't remember the answer to it when they ask? That's someone who did not use it after they acquired it. That's why we're going to separate that. So, what was the second thing? You organize the knowledge, use it. How do you use what you organize? Start you off, you said belief, that's one of them. Apply movement, you said move, that's application. <coughs> Write down, but this is good. How do you use what you just acquired? What you just organized. Okay. Go ahead. Oh. How many of you know people who organize and organize and organize and organize and never get started? How many of you are people who organize and organize and organize? Okay, the whole room, right? Yeah. And it still looks so nice. Okay. So, how do we use move, belief? Online, how do we use knowledge we just organized? Anybody online? <coughs> we just gonna stay here till the awkward silence stops. What's the question? How do you use knowledge that has just been organized? Online, well, online. Keep them involved. Uh, they apply it or practice it. Okay, so practice, apply. That's still movement. Good, good. You had a, you had a comment over there. She forgot it. Make it a habit. So all these apply to movement. 
So, <coughs> do we see that the organization was the hardest part? Six steps. Everybody does that. But the simplest part of it, of this, is this one step. Everybody in some form said move. How many movers do you know? We specialize in intellect, not application. Lisa, we specialize in intellect, not application. <coughs> Lisa Nichols says it this way. Now, I done told y'all all this, but there are doers and there are thinkers. Thinkers are going to go home and think about this. Doers are going to do. Tyrese Gibson says it this way. How many of y'all going to listen to what I just said and be like, wow, that was some good shh, and go back to doing the same thing? I bleeped out the word, but you understand. I, I, I beseech thee this question. How many of you are going to take this specified knowledge, knowledge that you're receiving, and go, wow, class was good, and do nothing? Third part, after you acquire it, right? Okay, so you get the knowledge, you use it. <clears throat> now when you get it, you've acquired the new information to get better. How do you use new information when you're moving forward? Teach it. Teach is one, I'll take that. You... I can't hear you. You're not using the mic. You're just talking in it. You add on to what you've already done and apply it to, and you apply it while you're moving. Okay, you're right. You adjust. Adjust falls in two places. Hear ye and hear ye now. Okay? If it, if your adjustment I, I want to say it. Okay, I'm going to say this this way. I want you to focus on feels good, okay? But let's, let's just do that because that's the best way to understand this and explain this. Here. If it feels good, you keep going. If it don't, you stop and figure out why you have this resistance in you. Because smart people understand when stuff isn't right, Stop moving. It is only poor people that keep moving when they know they've made a mistake. Let me give you a prime example. All of you have taken a road trip and this has happened. Mama or daddy take a wrong turn or uncle took a wrong turn and they keep going 50 miles down the wrong turn and they go, well, we're going to get to it this way. Come on, somebody. Who in here knows? Or oh, you have done that. That is the most insane thing to do. If you know you've made a mistake, turn around. 
Because all roads don't lead to your supreme destiny as fast as you would want it to. <coughs> they all lead there. No sense in, well, it's best to live your dreams at 90 than not live them at all. But it's wonderful to live them at 30 and be teaching at 90 while living your dreams. Does it make sense? There you go. Something else from the book. I love a question that comes from online. Yes, go ahead. It's not a question. Go ahead. More, uh, if I offended any of my friends who have degrees, I apologize. I felt the need to say that. How? Okay. No, no I just felt the need to say that's, that. That's auto-suggestion. You didn't defend nobody. Okay. I don't even remember what you did. Okay. Good job. Yeah. Degrees, they don't, they don't mean, I mean, they mean a lot. At the same time, they don't mean anything. It's just information and energy that you got to process. My degrees mean absolutely jack. They mean also everything because I fought for them, and they were personal for me. I happen to be one of the few people that operate in the field in which his degrees make sense. Not in, watch this here, but in what makes me money, my degrees don't even work. My degrees have nothing to do with my income. All my income is outside my degrees. I just happen to be a pastor of, of, of a church. Does that make sense? So I use my degrees. <coughs> now, my reputation is stellar <coughs> through me pastoring. That's how I'm able to branch out and do what I do now. Because I was respected in pastor. Does that make sense? I took care of my primary source of prestige and income. My degrees worked there. They got me there. But my income don't come from my degrees. Neither will yours. <coughs> Is school stupid? That's a bad word. Is school... I'm just going to say stupid anyway. Is school stupid? No. Is it stupid? Yes. It's both. School is good. Why is school? Here's the only reason school is good for, I'm getting ready to defend everybody in the room and online. School is only good to expand your income so you can invest more. It's the only reason. A college graduate makes 50 times more than a high school dropout. So why, I mean, anybody can get anywhere. <coughs> but why would you invest $10 when you can invest 1000 You get further faster. Other than that, in connections, right? You, you, know, you join fraternities, you get. But other than that, school doesn't mean you're going to be a millionaire. You know, you ain't got to believe me. All the people you look up to don't even have degrees. No, seriously. Most of the people you look up to, whether it be actors or actresses, uh, Zuck, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett. Well, I think Warren Buffett got degrees. But other than that, seriously, the people you love in the mind don't have degrees. But you need a degree to work for them. Uh-huh. 
they are like, ah, they're like me. They hire people with specialized knowledge. You had a revelation today. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. <coughs> so, because I was asking you about this. Okay, me, I have general knowledge. Uh-huh. And I've been, after reading the parts of the chapter that I read, I'm like, okay. So if I was to obtain specialized knowledge, what would I, I obtain it in? And then I went further, and then I read mastermind groups. Because Ford was, they were trying to um, deem him as incompetent because he didn't have certain types of education. And he was like, well, why would, okay, he kind of got irritated. He's like, why would I need all that when I have a desk in my office where I can just push a button and that person will come and give me the answer I want? That's right. So. I'm talking about Henry Ford. Henry Ford, yes, thank you. So, in the process of doing that, and I'm reading, I'm like, this fool, Tony, the Okay. And so it, but but it also makes me think. Okay, Yanni, you have a lot of general knowledge. Now it's time for you to get some specialized knowledge, and then whatever else comes into play, that's when you hire someone with specialized knowledge in that field. So, well, what do y'all think Tippis is? It is. It would be absolutely the same for you not to think Tippis is staffed my weaknesses. Every one of them. Every single one from emotional to administrative. I hate paperwork. Tempest. When's the last time I signed something? You got the mic. You got to talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> if I fill out my own paperwork, what would be your reaction? Why are you even wasting your time? You know you're not going to finish it. I don't do none of that. I hate it with a passion. I hate doing paperwork like I hate washing dishes. And I don't do either. I'm serious. In order to keep me from washing dishes, when I use it, I wash it as soon as I use it. But I can't stand a pot. Ooh. Mm. I almost went into a conniption fit. When I see a pile of dishes, oh, that's like seeing a pile of mosquitoes. I just don't know what to do. I don't understand. There's a bunch of mosquitoes waiting to bite me. I will wash it. Use a spoon, wash a spoon. They ain't dishes to me. That's just me being responsible. Dishes are when you got to put the cups in first because you don't want to get the grease all in the cups. Then you gotta put the silverware down. And then you come on, you all know how to wash this. You know how to do you know what the old folk taught. Then you get the plates, you know what I'm saying? You get the pots and pans after that. Then you gotta change, be responsible, boy. Change the water. Stop that, change the water. Don't leave that water running the whole time there. You're gonna sit up in there, water running and rinse them out. You, don't, you understand, right? Okay, and then and why you got this whole floor wet when you wash dishes? Alright, you understand. That's wash the dishes. Me cleaning up behind myself was just me having good hygiene. Make sense? All right. <coughs> I don't even know why I went on that tangent, but go ahead. Um, I had in this chapter, I actually got a little freedom. That's good. Because 
Um, I felt left out because I don't have education. Um, I left straight after the eighth grade. I didn't go to high school. I don't even know what homecoming is. So when they um, when he talked about it on page eighty, it says that um, an educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general specialized knowledge. Educated people have developed the faculties of their minds so that they may require anything they want or it's equivalent without violating the rights of others. Basically, just tell me I can still have whatever I want just because I don't have a degree. Education has nothing to do with a degree. Yeah. Education is education. Education is reading, thinking, growing rich. Education is reading the, you buy an iPhone and you read the manual. You're being educated on the iPhone, right? right? Education, so you're absolutely right. In fact, the most people to, to, to be, here, hold this for me, hold it to my mouth. <coughs> to be honest with you, the people who would be more successful, you have, you and you, okay, hold on. That tastes of medicine. That cough was killing. It just, it's for, I say this for a second record. Hurricane Harvey just came through and killed everything down here. And it just totally gave me something. I don't know what it gave me. All right. But allergies. But anywho. So you, okay, let me let you tell your story. What did you, how, t tell us about, how, she said she didn't get past eighth grade. What did what did you get past? So had enough credits to walk across the stage, but not enough credits to get my degree. I mean to get my diploma. So I actually have my GED. When did you get your GED? How many years? Just say how many years after. Ooh. Just approximate. Maybe like six or seven years old. Fair enough. Okay, so and for you, how long? Yeah. Just, just approximate. I think I was 17 or 18. When you got your GD? Yeah. Okay, so, so you actually went longer than her without a GD. Now, pay attention. The two of you have, and, and, and Tempest, okay, I'm just going to say her name. And Tiffany, the three of you have more opportunity to be millionaires than her, her, and me. Because between the three of us, they're like seven degrees. I have a question for uh -huh. someone with a degree. Do you feel like you have to stay in that field because you put so much into <coughs> it? So to answer that question, we would love to stay in that field, but we don't get that choice. We we roll with where the money is at. Because okay. because 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 them student loans are saying, listen, I don't care about what you're looking for. We need two hundred ninety dollars by first. Nah, going out there. In fact, you ain't gotta do that. Just have us two hundred ninety dollars on the first. You wanna watch Netflix all day? That's fine. But have us two hundred ninety dollars in the first. If you don't do that, you forget that whole income tax thing. No, don't even worry about that. 
we're going to take all that legally. I'm serious. I'm, 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 I'm dead serious. Okay. 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 But, but there's a reason why, no, no, there's a reason why the three of you <coughs> with no degrees have more chance of being more successful than us because you have limited resources. Maybe not now, but you didn't start a business with too much money. And so you understand how to be imaginative, how to, they call it bootstrapping, how to, you understand how not to borrow credit, but how to build your own computer board or whatever you need. Because you understand poverty and how to start a business from zero, you will be more successful when capital runs out. When capital runs out, people who are used to capital would quit. You right at home. You understand this? <coughs> I ain't got no money. This nice oak tree in my front yard. I think they give me about ten thousand dollars for this oak tree. Y'all yeah. come on, cut this oak tree down. And give me five thousand dollars for it. I'll put some more money in this company with this tree that was getting the spiders in my neighborhood anyway. I ain't killing nobody. Does that make sense? To this lumber company. It's creative financing. Receive that. Some of you didn't, but you should. You three have a better chance of being millionaires than anybody in this room. Now, in my case, I came from dirt, so I don't really apply that. But you understand what I'm saying? Because you've, you've been you've been underestimating poor your whole life. If you get past your low self-esteem, if you get past your auto suggestion that tells you you don't deserve it, you will absolutely be millionaires. Period. There's nothing can nothing can stop a broke person that wants more. There's not a force in the world that can do that. Not a force in the world. Not a force in this world can stop a broke person who's tired of being broke. I promise you that. Oh, you should write that down. Not a force in this world can stop a broke person tired of being broke. Even if you ain't write it down, receive it in your spirits. When you're tired of being broke, broke people will make phone calls but comfortable people are scared. Sell tickets when people are looking forward to drinking on Friday. Bro, people don't watch Netflix, they build Netflix. <coughs> many of many of fortune, many of billion dollar businesses are built by college students. Broke. Life ain't beat them up yet, so they still got dreams. And they broke. When you dream, when you have dreams and you're broke, and you have a, a good perception of life, you will win. I guarantee you that. You don't have no laws of success like me. You don't have to teach a class. You will win. Because broke people burn with a desire not to be broke. In fact, here's a way you can understand. Broke people are so afraid of going back to what they used to be. They'll do anything. Never to go back. Those people, they make it. Next question or something. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. 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 Ye
sure hope I just liberated some folk up in here. I'm sure trying to, Nate. I'm trying to, I'm trying to hook you up. All right, I got a question from my son. Ask your question, buddy. How do poor people make mistakes if they're poor? Okay. Hey. So, my son is eight years old. He'll be nine in a month. Is it September? He'll be nine in a month. And he's in here, sitting in here with us. High five, buddy. How do poor people make Netflix when they're poor? Poor people will not be denied. Just because you're poor, doesn't mean that your mind is. It just means your circumstances are. Does that make sense? Poverty has nothing to do with your mind if you have a prosperity mind. That's just circumstances. If you want to get out of poverty, it only takes energy. And energy, I got you, buddy. And energy, he may have a question. He may have a question. Energy is inspired and created by enthusiasm. This is why rich people do not be around anyone who does not have enthusiasm. Where there is enthusiasm, there is energy. Where there is energy, there is prosperity. Did you receive that, buddy? Just because you broke, I mean, you have to be broke up here. Got it? Did you have a question, buddy? What you got? How can the flash girls you all right, so he asks, <coughs> how, <coughs> how can the flash go through a wall? Crazy boy. That's my five-year-old. And for whatever crazy reason, his daddy know the answer. Because I like quantum physics. And that specialized knowledge of quantum physics. Anybody else know why the flash go through a wall? Did she say she thinks she do? Go ahead. Okay, use your mic, use your mic. I don't know, but for some reason, the test was that test is on, but it's not working. It's probably died. Okay. I don't know, but for some reason, the double slit theory comes to my head. Okay. <coughs> double slit theory covers um, it's quantum craziness, but it's all about superposition. The double slit theory has everything to do with money and anything in the world. That everything exists in a duality, in a in an infinite possibility, a wave of possibilities. When you observe them, they become a molecule, they, they become a, a molecule, a point, a thing. Therefore, right now all you can be billionaires. But when you observe money, whatever your consciousness is, when you observe. You only observe what you think you deserve. And that's why you have your certain income. Does that make sense? It's an infinite wave of possibilities. The universe doesn't know anything different between a million dollars, a billion dollars, a trillion dollars, and a unicorn. It has, right, doesn't understand. It just knows energy. But a penny and a billion dollars, universes. It's what it is. It's the same thing. It takes no effort to produce a penny or a million dollars or a billion dollars. Your subconscious can only observe that penny, not that trillion dollars. That's double slit theory. 
to answer your question, buddy. <coughs> it's called quantum tunneling. The reason why Flash can go through a wall, you guys ever heard of mitosis, osmosis? All right. Molecules, what, let, let me just keep it out there. Quantum tunneling, in, in layman's terms, is you vibrate at such a frequency in which you match the frequency of the wall. This is extremely fast speed. And you slip through that wall like mitosis, like, like, like putting a bag of burritos in a tub of water. The water doesn't get in the bag. It mitosis its way through. The molecules, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the molecules of the water are smaller than the molecules of the bag and they seep their way through. They tunnel through. That's physics. That's, that's, that's that's totally physics. That's totally physics. That's, that's biology, actually. I, that's biology, like I said about the water. Quantum tunneling is physics. But that's how, buddy. Got it? Sweet. Look at that. Got some good questions. That's just because I'm a nerd. All right, come on. Come on, more questions. Specialized knowledge. Is that like a physicality? Is that like a what? Yeah, a phase ability is what my oldest son is asking. Phasing through everything is in vibration. And so therefore, the vibration, when you match the vibration of the wall, you can go right through. Nothing ever touches. Um, your electronic field and my electronic field, they match, well, they'll match, they meet. When they match, we'll go right through each other. Make sense? If that doesn't make sense, just think about how your Wi-Fi signal could go through every room in your house. <laughs> it's not that different. The wall, the energy or the electrons or the molecules of the wall, the protons of the wall are bigger than the Wi-Fi signal. Therefore, your Wi-Fi signal will find a quantum tunneling way through. I'm a nerd. Sorry. Come on, give me something. Keep asking questions, buddy. I'll never, never be afraid to ask questions, okay? Okay. Specified knowledge. Is specified knowledge something that you search for, or does it kind of happen to find you? All right, so that's a good question. In this life, law of compensation. Law of mental equivalency, two different laws that work in tandem. You would never get out of this world what you haven't put into it. And you can never get the amount of money that you haven't worked for. And it's or served for. So if you don't put in the effort to have specified knowledge, then you won't get the prosperity that comes from specified knowledge. So it's not that it finds you. You find specified knowledge, and because you do, prosperity comes to reward you for it. Does that make sense? 
when you work on you, prosperity will come find you because you did. I work on more than anybody I know being able to answer extremely difficult questions of personal development and science. And in my case, I use that because for me, everything is science, especially personal development. I am able to answer these questions <coughs> because I work extremely hard at it. And because I do so, this world will reward me for it. I will be and am the one of the most sought on people of my type in Southeast Texas because I work in privacy in my home on this. Because my mentally, my mental equivalency has been poured into. This world has no choice but to give me what I put in my mind. I have to get a return on my efforts because that's the laws of this universe. You plant a seed, you get a harvest. But if you plant a seed, you get more than the harvest. So the more I stay laboring on answering questions I haven't even received yet, is the more I will continue to get paid engagements to ask and answer questions I have yet to receive. So the prosperity finds me, but I have to bust my chops to get in. Did I ask you a question? I mean, yes. okay. Yeah. You get it? It's very important that you understand that. Specify knowledge, it, it, it is like right now. And it's Sunday. Sunday was even worse. I was like dying on a plant better phone call because we couldn't call, stop coughing in my eyes and blah, 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 blah. But I'm here with no apologies and no excuses. Man, ain't nobody moving me. All y'all know I ain't moving. You know that. The universe has to pay me for this. They got to be here. But I'll be 40,000 people in the stadium. Georgia Dome like Les Brown. Give me my money. Because I sat here barely breathing in a room full of, you know, less than 10 people who wanted personal development for 40 weeks who want their lives changed. By default, I have to get paid for these 40 weeks, although I am getting paid. But even more, because that's 40 weeks of energy I have poured out. I go home after these, after these Wednesdays and die. I'm out of there. I'm an introvert. You're already draining me, and I'm be on my feet, but I can't be on my feet today, right? Because my health condition at this moment. Therefore, I gotta get paid. There's a deal out there waiting for me with my name on it. There's $500,000 finding its way to me right now. Because of specified knowledge. And if I get it, <coughs> and you work for me, you get it. Question? So, oh. <coughs> you understand what I'm saying? All right, let's ask one or two more. 
Come on, specify knowledge. You don't hear this. Apple made this laptop. Microsoft, Microsoft doesn't even make laptops, but Microsoft makes software, and they sell their software to people who make laptops. Apple kind of changed the game. Apple is a software company who also owns its hardware. So they made the software super expensive and gave it away for free and charged it for the hardware. Xbox is hardware, and Apple does, I mean, Microsoft does make that. And they do that very well. They do that extremely well, buddy. Plus a few tablets out there now. Anybody? Specified knowledge. Guys, we got five minutes left, and I ain't quitting to five minutes, so. Specified knowledge. Uh, if you haven't realized, this, you ain't getting more important than this chapter thus far. So specified knowledge doesn't necessarily have to come from a university. That's what she was asking when you walked out. <coughs> education is education. Period. Education is education. You don't have to be, I can, I, I just happen to be a quantum physics guru because of what I do, but I don't have a degree in quantum physics. But education, you can be, you, you can be educated in sex, or you can be educated in phone calls, you can be educated in Dyeing your hair, right? The first time you tried to do it, it didn't work out too well, but now you're, you know, you're a professional. Does that make sense? That's education. If you learn how to dye your hair for a million people, you'd be a multi-millionaire. Yeah. Cool, come on. Ask any questions? Online, give me something online. Online, ask question online. I'm willing to let it be awkward to you ask. That's fair. I, I won't do it. Don't have anything. I will make you make up. Go ahead, buddy. Is Microsoft and Apple working together? Microsoft and Apple traditionally did not work together. He actually, Microsoft and Apple work together, but they they do now in some respects. Microsoft actually makes apps on the Apple platform. I'm not sure if Apple does over there, but I'm sure they, they will. Yep. There are, yes, they do, buddy. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, billionaires like money. And why would you stop getting money? What's up, buddy? Do they make um, the apps um, do they make the apps on the phone? Okay, so that's my youngest side. 
Yes, they make the apps on the phone. That's why you're so cold at them. Give me some data right there. All right. One more question. One more question. Save us from silence. <laughs> the kids jumped in and saved us from silence. One more question. One more and we out of here. One more real one. Steal yourself, sit in the room, and ask something. <coughs> or comment on something that you needed to know. Okay, so, okay, so we got two more. Go ahead. No, no, I need two. Go ahead. Okay, so for me, um, my company shifted from music artist management to my company shifted from music artist management to public relations. But in reading this, my true desire is to be a business owner. So as far as specified knowledge will go, should I? Should I gather specified knowledge as PR first and build that? Can you repeat? It's not like she's whispering. I can't hear. Okay, so. Come up. Come up and do it too. Come up right here. I told you to use a mic. Come on. Okay, so. You still didn't get loud enough. Come on. Get loud, seriously. Okay, so. My company. People need you. Get loud. My company. That's is it better? Go ahead. Okay. So my company started off as a music artist management company and then restructured to public uh, PR. So my question is, after reading this chapter, I realized my desire is to own businesses in general. So should I get more specified knowledge in public relations first and then build that company and then go back and get specialized knowledge in business <coughs> Business That's a fair question. Thank you for speaking out and getting up. Let me Thank ask you, you a question. Where is your reputation at right now? In the PR. All right. So normally the question would have been, you need to go specialize in business. That's what you want to do. I mean, excuse me. Normally the answer would have been, you need to specialize in owning the business. So learn how to do business. But if your reputation is in PR, that's now your primary source of income. And you can't branch out and do anything until you're well-respected in your primary source of income. That doesn't mean internet-wide well-respected. Gary Vee was well-respected. Nobody knew who he was, but he was a master of his craft and then went out. Does that make sense? He kept his head down for 10 years before he, people knew who he was. So you have to keep your head down, master that crap so when people, when you do get a platform, you have expertise and a background with that platform. So you have to do that first. Does that make sense? Yes. I would not be an international public speaker if I wasn't able to control the audience in a church full of five people. Yeah. Makes sense? <coughs> okay, I'm going to end online, but you actually had something. I felt it when you was going. No, actually, actually, it, it kind of answers my question. Okay. You just have to just do what you do and keep doing it. That's right. 
That's right. You got to grind out of your what 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 holds your reputation. You gotta guard your reputation, keep your reputation, protect your reputation, and then dominate in your respective reputation, your respective field, in your gifts. Then you can branch out to multiple sources of income. It's uh, uh, there's a scripture that says, "Be faithful over the few." Okay, and make rules over many. Got to do that first. You had a question, buddy. Alright, so his question was, do YouTubers need the microphone or not? Okay, because he wants to start his own YouTube channel, because that's what he watches all day long. And I told him, I, yeah, yeah, you please, please clap. So he's eight years old, he wants to start his own YouTube channel and, and in the business. And I told him we'll put that part of because I homeschool, so we'll put that part of the school to uh, as far as business classes. He wants to know you use microphone. You want to use a microphone even if it's a lapel mic. Lapel means like on the on this part of the shirt. I can't really describe it in audible, but you, you know, a lapel. And you put it there. That way you have perfect sound quality for your YouTube business. We get ready to come to YouTube for your YouTube business. Here's why. Because content, you can get famous or rich or whatever, with poor quality, but if you can, people can hear you, a good piece of content will go viral, even if you don't have it all together. Content. You want to have a good piece of content. You want to make sure your show is well, great, excellent. You got one, buddy? Okay, go ahead. Both YouTubers <coughs> need a laptop and controller because you guys want to play games on YouTube. Okay? But it could be any kind of computer, but laptops tend to be faster in the 21st century. Okay? Gaming laptops. Okay? Alright, let's end with you, Tim, if you had a question or, or a comment. Um, so, tying in the book together as a whole, does your auto Stop you from receiving specialized knowledge. Oh, and does it put you on a path of not destruction, but a path of generalized knowledge to where you're not thinking and growing rich? <coughs> Absolutely. It takes 5% of people to control 95% of people. It's another psychological fact. You only need one charismatic person to control 95% of the room. The opposite of courage is not fear, it's conformity. Uh, the dean of personal development, Earl Nightingale, said that. Or Nightingale, excuse me. And what you have is, when you have an auto-suggestion that is terrible, it is always consumed or consumed by something of fear. And when you have fear, you will conform and conformity is steeped in general knowledge. You will only do things that generally let you fly under the radar or generally let you work hard enough not to be fired, but not hard enough to get promoted. So your auto suggestion, this is where most people, this is where, and this is where we end. In my personal opinion, 
I think, nah, this ain't even a thing. I know this with my experience. I won't call it a fact. But I know this to be true that parents <coughs> have failed their children by taking away their confidence. It's, it's, it's one of the saddest things on planet Earth. People I coached asked me for approval to be themselves. My kids don't have to do that. I force them to only be themselves. It's, it's probably why they asked a thousand questions today, which is good. They didn't feel bad for it. I won't make them feel bad for it. And we won't have a lecture on the way home for it. And I answered their questions and made their questions relevant to the class. We need to stop instilling conformity in our children because you have had conformity instilled into you. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True, but it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter, and that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture and there are so many different things that you can do this summer as a matter of fact you can free up as much time as you want to but if you're not using ZipRecruiter you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people so what is ZipRecruiter what is probably the greatest job finder <laughs> that's out there and that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if, the, if, it's, if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been 
used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.